Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's your boy Betty live. Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023. And Joe Biden is a criminal and deserves to be impeached. Hunter Biden ex-partner Devin Archer to testify that Hunter put Vice President Dad on the phone with business associates to impress them. Elon rebrands Twitter to X amongst the spot. And former DOJ Assistant Attorney General Jeff Clark joins the show. The man has the receipts and the knowledge up in his brainstem. My name's Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. If you wish to fight for your country, if you wish to fight and join us in this battle, and if you wish to have the greatest keychain known to man, this, the official keychain of the Benny Brigade, made out of 100% real American leather, made here in the United States by veterans, made here in the United States by small business owners who love this country, an incredible small business from Tampa, Florida, which helps us ship and procure them, uh, and the great state of Mississippi, then you should join the Benny Brigade. The Benny Brigade is the number one way that you can help support this show and you can help support our mission to deliver truth. We ain't got no strings to hold us down. Am I allowed to sing Disney songs anymore? Okay. We don't have any corporate strings around here. We are 100% funded by you. And we do our show and we are able to deliver truth on this show because of you because we don't have some corporation putting the thumb on our neck and our back. Have you been seeing what's happening at Fox News lately? They just had a story break that Fox News donated to the Temple of Satan. What? Help us stay independent by joining the Benny Brigade today. You can go to BennyJohnson.com brigade, BennyJohnson.com brigade, and you can join us directly. You will get a keychain shipped to you directly if you sign up for an annual membership. And we thank you. Also, one month free if you sign up for an annual membership, just five bucks a month. And that's like less than a foot long sub cost at Subway. Now, what's with Biden inflation? What does a Subway cost? I don't even know. But it's probably bad. And we know how bad things have gotten, ladies and gentlemen, because Nancy Pelosi was pulled out of her sarcophagus and propped up on one of those little dollies that they wheel things in and out of warehouses on. And she was wheeled into 87 year old Nancy Pelosi was wheeled into a media uh, studio this weekend. And she was propped right there in front of an interviewer. And uh, she was reanimated with whatever cocktail they put inside of Joe Biden to make him go like this. And she did an interview. Nancy Pelosi, um, they had to uh, take her again, from whatever hammer party that Paul was, had going on uh, at their house, and they wheeled her into a media studio, and they asked her a question. This is very important. I wouldn't normally play you a Nancy Pelosi interview, but we couldn't believe this answer. Nancy Pelosi was asked, why'd you impeach Trump? That, that, that don't make no sense. Why'd you impeach me? Just did a phone call with the Ukrainian president. It was a perfect call. Nancy, why'd you do it? Seemed a little bit rushed. You know, Trump does, does a phone call with the president of Ukraine, and then suddenly you impeach him the next week. What? That seemed a little rash. Why did you do that? Hey, listen to this answer. Uh, I 
was very careful about bringing any impeachment forward. Uh, but when the president made that phone call in terms of Ukraine, there was no choice. We had no choice. He must be impeached. He must be. We had no choice. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the phone call, shall we? Let's go to the tape. What did Donald Trump actually say on the phone call here? Page three, at the very bottom of page three on this unclassified transcript, we're the only show that will actually do the work. We do the work. This is why we thank you. We have a thousand supporters in the Benny Brigade. We thank you for supporting us. You help our research. You help our team. You assist us. We deeply, deeply appreciate it. Please sign up for the Benny Brigade uh, and be a brigader. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here is the Donald Trump transcript. Here's the actual quotations from Donald Trump that demanded his impeachment. Good, says Trump to Zelensky, having asked Zelensky about corruption inside of his country and potentially the firing of a good prosecutor named Victor Shokin. Good, because I heard you had a prosecutor that was very good and he, sh he was shut down and it was very unfair. A lot of people are talking about how that the way that they shut your very good prosecutor down, that you had some very bad people involved. Giuliani, highly respected man. He was a mayor of New York City, great mayor. I'd like him to call you. I'll ask him to call you the attorney general. Rudy very much knows what's happening. Very capable guy. You should speak to him and that'd be great. The United States, uh, uh, the United States, Sorry, there was a page break there. There's bad news. And I just want to let you know that this is reading to you directly from the transcript. By the way, like 40 people listen in on these calls where the president calls another head of state. OK, just FYI. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution of a lot of people. And I want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general, that'd be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. If so, can you look into it? Sounds horrible to me impeached. Donald Trump was impeached. After saying that true thing that we now know, the FD23, we spent the last two shows on this, we now know that everything Donald Trump says here is verifiably true. Everything was true that Donald Trump just asserted there. Nancy Pelosi said she had to impeach him immediately after hearing that. Everything was true. Here's how it worked. And it's very simple. Don't get lost in the acronyms. Don't get lost in the, lost in the, the long uh, names of these Ukrainians. It's very simple. The guy who ran Burisma hired the Bidens to withhold United States aid, to fire a prosecutor looking into Burisma. And roundy, 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 round we go. That's how it worked. Keep it simple, stupid. Occam's razor. And Nancy Pelosi impeached Donald Trump because they knew this was true. Donald Trump was finally asking the right questions. They knew they didn't have any bench. They had to resuscitate Joe Biden's corpse to run him against Donald Trump in 2020. And they knew that an unspecified virus of unspecified origins and location would be released in order to make sure that Joe Biden didn't actually have to run for president at all. Ladies and gentlemen, they had a plan set up for Joe. They actually rigged it in the Democrat primary against Joe. I'm sorry, in favor of Joe against Bernie. Once again, the second time that Bernie's been schlonged. They had this entire thing set up. They needed Biden to be installed. Why? Because Biden was a protected man. Biden's a protected man by the real powers in America. 
The true powers in America, the unelected powers, the powers that would never dare do the dirty work of actually putting their name on a ballot like Joe Biden did. Joe Biden's been funding those people for 50 years. Joe Biden's been writing blank checks to the deep state, the super state, the national security state for the better part of 50 years. They love him. They protect him because Joe Biden's done his work for them. And now they're going to get the boy back. Okay. So when Joe Biden commits these crimes and everyone in Washington knew this is the new Epstein. Okay. This is the new Epstein. Everyone in Washington, D.C. knew that Joe Biden was corrupt as hell from Barack Obama to Nancy Pelosi. As soon as Donald Trump, who probably like blind guy in a room with the lights off, fumbling around, stepped on a Lego. That is Joe Biden's corruption and goes, holy crap, what is this? Donald Trump figured it out. They had to get rid of him. I mean, they had to like impeach the guy. They had to meet, they had to slam. They had to slam Donald Trump with the harshest possible penalty, impeachment for asking questions about Joe Biden's corruption that we know are verifiably true. And the reason Donald Trump Donald Trump did a lot of things that pissed off the left, that pissed off Democrats, that pissed off the super state. The number one thing he was not allowed to do was to go after Joe Biden on the weakest points that Joe Biden had, which is his open and egregious corruption, because Joe Biden was the only one that they had anointed in order to defeat Donald Trump. Remember, it was like Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, Bernie Sanders was running away with it. Bernie Sanders wasn't a made man. Bernie Sanders was not a friend of the super state, permanent Washington, the Uniparty. Bernie Sanders is no friend of the Uniparty. It couldn't be Bernie. It had to be Joe. And so Joe must be protected at all costs. And Joe had done, had written 50 years of checks to the national security state in order to get protected. And that's what you're seeing now. As the entire racket of the Department of Justice surrounds Joe Biden in this cocoon of protection and the media stops asking questions and begins to like actually talk down this after bombshell after bombshell after bombshell of the Biden family. Now you're starting to see how it really works. The layers have been pulled off, has been ripped off. And now you're beginning to see exactly how this system operates. Joe Biden is part of the same family, political family as George Bush. Joe Biden is part of the same political family as Michelle Obama. They're the same people, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, these are individuals who are protected by the super state because they are emissaries of the super state. They do not belong to you or me. You and I didn't elect them. These people are functionaries, Muppets, and they are protected as such. When they commit actual crimes like Joe Biden did, now you're starting to see how the system operates and how powerful they truly are. Okay. If you need any further questions, about how this country operates, ask yourself this, who has the power to kill Jeffrey Epstein inside of a federal maximum security prison in downtown Manhattan? Downtown Manhattan. Who has the power to turn the cameras off inside of those prisons to make sure that Jeffrey Epstein goes bye-bye? Those are the people who actually run the country. And those are the people who are protecting Joe Biden now. Is it gonna be enough? We're not sure. We do know this that Joe Biden knows he's a protected man. Joe Biden knows he's a protected man and he's very angry when people begin to ask these questions, okay? In spite of what Nancy Pelosi did to Donald Trump, people began to ask these questions on the campaign trail. And what did Joe Biden do? Called him fat.
challenged him to a push-up competition. Get access to the public, to the president. So you're you're selling access to the president just like he does. So you are a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one. I see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. Now, no, I know you do. And by the way, that's why well, uh, I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and and, and no, 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 Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people now. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And I want to check my shape on. Let's do push ups together here, man. Let's do what's wrong. Let's do whatever you want to do. My son has done everything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Now, I didn't say you were doing anything wrong. You said I set up my son to work on an oil company. You know what you said? I guess you were straight, Jack. That's. But I we, we here on the on MSNBC. All we don't hear that on MSNBC. We did not hear that at all. Look, okay, I'm not going to get more than you, man. I don't want to leave. Well, yeah, you do, but look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Look, fat. Look, fat. Here's the deal. And then what happened? And then what happened? Joe Biden goes to the state fair. And gets asked directly, are you involved in your son Hunter's business dealings? Again, your sin shall find you out. It's human nature. The telltale heart of Edgar Allan Poe. Look at the floorboards. That's where I buried the body. I can't take it anymore. The heart is beating under the floorboards. People who are guilty and have guilty consciences cannot help but scream their guilt especially if they have dementia like this watch mr vice president how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings i've never spoken to my son about his overseas business and so here's what i know i know trump deserves to be investigated he is violating every basic norm of a president you should be asking him the question why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened. That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the of presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Okay. Ask the right question. Do you see how it works? This is what we can do because we are completely independent on this show. We can actually step back and we can rip this onion apart. And as you pull the pieces, as you rip through this thing and you begin to see how it all operates together, your eyes begin to water because it is so odious. We don't have any paymasters here. We don't have any corporations to hold us down. Or to say, no, you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to criticize that person. This is how it works. Spoken from a guy who worked inside of corporate media and who's lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years. This is the game. And there are many people who are watching the Bidens right now going, wow, we could get rid of, we could get away with a lot more. I can't believe the aggressiveness at which the corruption of the Bidens were able to carry on. And now they're continued to be protected instead of instead of speaking truth to power which is the point of the media the goal of the first amendment they are speaking power to truth the media is now saying shut up shut up shut up as the dam begins to break
and as the American public begins to recognize exactly who this family is. Now, you can see in those two clips that what Joe Biden has been trained to do by his paymasters has been to immediately say when somebody asks him about his corruption, Donald Trump's corrupt. Look into Trump. You should be asking questions about Trump. Ask the right questions, he demands of the press, ordering the press. How many times has that happened in the back rooms where Joe Biden has gathered reporters together when the cameras are off and goes, ask the right questions? Why? Because Joe Biden knows that he has a protection racket behind him. That protection racket is the super state. And he has been funneling cash and he has been providing massive budgets, shredding our constitution, engorging that obese superstate, look fat, time and time again in his career. And now they're going to get their boy protected. He's going to get the dividends of all those investments. That's what's happening right now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And there are people in Washington, D.C. going, wow, hmm, seems like a pretty good operation. And that's how it works. Taking down Joe Biden is taking down the entire protection racket that defends him. And that's why this story is so important. Oh, Benny's doing another Joe Biden crime story. Biden crime family. Yes, Biden crime family. Look big picture, idiots. Not you, of course, but the people who like criticize us for doing the same show. Me not going to the Barbie movie. Benny's not going to the Barbie movie. He needs to do a review of the Barbie movie. No, baby. We got Oppenheimer right here. And it's the nuclear radiation that is emanating from this, the largest explosion of the corruption of our super state to ever be lit off in the deserts. And we're going to study it. We're going to report on it. And ladies and gentlemen, here's another piece of radiation for you this morning. Today's New York Post cover, Hunter Biden put Vice President Dad on the phone with business associates two dozen times says Devin Archer. Oh, hmm, interesting. Who's Devin Archer? He's the guy who's about to testify before Congress. Get ready, baby. Buckle up. Buckle up. Your sins shall find you out. Hunter Biden will dial his father when Vice President Joe Biden was on speakerphone into meetings and overseas business deals, according to testimony expected before Congress this week from Devin Archer, the son and former best friend. Archer, 48, who's facing jail for his role in a $60 million bond fraud, is scheduled to testify before the House Oversight Committee about meetings he witnessed that were attended by Joe Biden, either in person or via speakerphone, when Hunter would call his dad to introduce him to foreign business prospective investors. We are looking forward very much to hearing from Devin Archer about all the times he witnessed Joe Biden meeting with Hunter and his overseas business dealer, says James Comer, friend of the show. One such meeting was in Dubai, Late on Friday evening, December 4th, 2015, they have the dates and the times. After a board meeting, by the way, 2015, Joe Biden was vice president at the time. Board meeting with Ukrainian energy company Burisma, paying Hunter $83,000 a month. Archer, who was also a director, is expected to testify at the dinner with Burisma board 
at the Burj Abu Dubai Hotel. He said he and Hunter traveled six miles north to the Four Seasons in order to have a drink with one of Hunter's associates. While they were sitting outside of the bar, the senior Burisma executive phoned in to ask where they were because Burisma's owner needed to speak to Hunter urgently. Can you ring your dad? Soon afterwards, two Ukrainians joined Hunter and Archer at the Four Seasons and asked, can you ring your dad? early in the afternoon on Friday morning. Hunter then called his father, put him on speakerphone, and introduced him to the Ukrainians. There you can have the uh, photo. There's the photo of Devin Archer. He's on the far left-hand side there in the photograph. Hunter Biden, obviously, on the far right-hand side, and one of the Ukrainian agents in the middle there with his dad playing golf. He said that the bigwigs at Burisma need your support. VP Biden greeted the Ukrainians, but spoke only in vague pleasantries during the call because he knew he was probably being recorded. This may be one of the phone calls of the Burisma executive you see pictured here. This is the man who's in the FD-1023. His name is Mikola Voloshevsky. Voloshevsky. I'm working on my Ukrainian here. One note on the context, three days after the spokesperson called then-Vice President who was the Obama administration's point man for Ukraine, was due to fly to Kyiv to address the Ukrainian parliament on the poison of cronyism, corruption, and kleptocracy. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, uh, then you got to just laugh in the face of the God's irony in this situation. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is the purest most beautiful form of absolute power corrupts absolutely. Joe Biden is going to go down. It's going to be beautiful. We have word that we may be seeing impeachments this week in the House. We'll see. Lauren Boebert, who has been filing articles of impeachment against Joe Biden uh, on numerous occasions, says, I suggest everyone read this article, even if you support Biden. This is next level corruption. If we had an honest media, this would be the biggest presidential controversy in decades. Yep. But we don't have an honest media. In fact, Chris Christie was on the same show as Nancy Pelosi, and Chris Christie got asked by the apparatchik, hey, why don't you just stop attacking Hunter? Leave Hunter alone! Watch. The deal has infuriated many congressional Republicans who are holding their own hearings. And I wonder, after this plea happens, if you would advise your party to move on. No, I wouldn't, Margaret, and here's why. Um, it's it, The conduct here by the U.S. attorney in Delaware um, and by the Justice Department, it, it just can't be justified. It doesn't take five years, Margaret. I, as you mentioned, I, I was the U.S. attorney in the fifth largest office in the country for seven years during the Bush administration. It does not take five years to, uh, to investigate two misdemeanor tax counts and to dismiss a gun charge. Um, and we need to know what they were investigating and why these are the charges they concluded to. This is not just any person. This is the son of the president of the United States. And while justice needs to be equal, it needs to be equal. Uh, wait, hold on. Record scratch. Where? What's that? Chris Christie, Mr. Defender of the FBI. Uh, Mr. Defender of Roy Rogers, 11, 11 p.m. Roy Rogers visits, but also Defender of the FBI, the Defender of the Superstate. Chris Christie has often gone on in order to uh, pronounce that he's a lover of the extreme superstate. Is saying, wait a second, no, 
we have to continue the Hunter Biden drive towards truth, which ultimately leads at the steps of Joe Biden, leads to the steps of Joe Biden. And there's a reason why there's an extra level of panic right now. The reason is because this Devin Archer character, this guy's already on the ropes. He's going to prison. This guy has nothing to lose. If Congress gives immunity to this individual to speak, which Congress can do, then there's no telling what tales they, this man may give to our congressional investigators, the great Jim Jordan, the great James Comer. We have tales from Hunter Biden's own cell phone recordings about how valuable Devin Archer is. Listen to this. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it. It is now missing. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father, without telling me. Uh, what's that? So Hunter Biden saying that his closest business associate and best friend, Devin Archer, has named him in a criminal case? And my father? Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're the only show that's going to go through Hunter Biden's voicemails for you. And there it is. Hunter Biden in his own words with the, uh, I assume to be a cocktail cart rattling around in the background. <laughs> I always love that. Prove it's a deep fake. Prove it. Rattle the rat, jiggle those uh, bottles and decanters around there and prove that that's not real. And my father, says Hunter Biden. Oh my. Oh my. So there's a reason why they're panicking. There's a reason. Because they were just like they impeached Trump immediately. Like, it, like it snapped the knee, impeached Trump. Trump asked about this and they impeached him. That should show you everything. That's called over the target, okay? Over the target. Representative Jason Smith, who is on the Commerce Committee, who's been doing an enormous amount of work on the Biden finances, is saying that this is an incredibly disturbing trend. We have a criminal in the White House. You are living under a criminal regime. Watch. Okay, so this is a bombshell. So Hunter Biden, over two dozen times, in the presence of his former best friend, uh, this uh, Devin, Archer. Devin Archer guy, he would just call up his dad and say, hey, dad, say hello to Burisma. <laughs> just like that. Put him on speakerphone. So disturbing. What we have found with the information that's came forward with the whistleblowers, example, the WhatsApp message that apparently Hunter Biden was seated next to his father waiting for a phone call from a Chinese foreign business partner mm -hmm. and said, you know, we're here looking forward to your phone call. It shows that, in fact, President Biden did not just not know about his son's business dealings. He then reverted in saying that he is not involved in his son's business dealings. But let's think about this. Just what the whistleblowers highlighted in the, the IRS years, guys, the IRS week. whistleblowers, uh, Hunter Biden hadn't paid taxes of $400,000 from Burisma alone in the tax year 2014, which the statute of limitations expired on. Imagine this. 
They highlighted in that that story that Hunter Biden was paid eighty three thousand dollars a month from Burisma (laughs) for his expert advice. The people in my home district, their average income for a year is forty thousand dollars a year. They're starting to break the narrative here. You're starting to actually see this break through. Individuals are calling not only for Joe Biden's impeachment, but Democrats are calling for Joe Biden's impeachment. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, if you wish to stay connected with our show, if you wish to stay connected to a show that actually uh, does the work to reveal to you the crimes of the Biden regime, then you should stay connected with us by Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the cell phone company that I use. It is secure. It is very, very uh, uh, stable. Uh, The reason I say that is because we travel all over the country. We go to these very rural areas. We go to very, very dark places. Downtown San Francisco, we're going to release a documentary on downtown Philadelphia, Kensington, Zombieland very soon. Our phone works great there. Our phone worked great in East Palestine, Ohio. Our phone works awesome because Patriot Mobile is a solid company that is built on solid principles. It's the only Christian conservative wireless provider in America offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you are sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responders. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service can make the switch for you today. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny, patriotmobile.com slash Benny to get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Ask about their coverage guarantee. Ladies and gentlemen, is it guaranteed that Joe Biden will be impeached? Well, that's what Jim Banks is saying. Jim Banks says it's time to impeach President Biden, expunge Trump impeachments. This according to Breitbart. Jim Banks is, um, I don't know, like he's not Matt Gates. Jim Banks is not like the flamethrower. I wouldn't say he's middle of the road. But if you have the Jim Banks wing of the party, and we love MTG, we love Lauren Boebert. Jim Banks is very much more of like a moderate Republican. If you have him coming through and saying impeachment is now on the table, then what that means is that the caucus, the Republican caucus is changing and shifting. That's why this is important. It's time to impeach President Biden and expunge Donald Trump's impeachments. Representative Jim Banks told Breitbart News on Sunday following the continued showing of the Biden family corruption exposed by whistleblowers and backed by the emergence of new documents. Matt Boyle pointed out that the release of the FBI document, FD-1023, that the Bidens are the most corrupt family to ever live inside the White House, and that's saying a lot after the Clintons live there. Uh, You know, again, who has the power to switch off the cameras inside of a federal penitentiary and kill a man? Names rhyme with Billary Spinton. But I digress. What we saw is a week of more proof and evidence, Banks says, following uh, who has announced his run for a Senate seat uh, in Indiana. Good. Fantastic. I hope he wins. Republicans must impeach Biden now. It's time to impeach him and hold him accountable. Now, there's two trains of thoughts here. Maybe impeaching uh, Joe Biden uh, wouldn't be a good thing. Maybe it's better to impeach the protection racket around him, like Christopher Wray uh, and like Merrick Garland. Uh, Cash Patel will be joining the show later in the week and explaining uh, why he thinks that it's not wise to actually impeach Joe Biden. It's wiser to impeach the protection mechanisms around him. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, for uh, his for his part in all of this, uh, would probably hope to not be impeached, but I'm not 
exactly sure that Joe Biden knows uh, where he is or who he is at any given day. A man who's been studying this for a great deal of time, Peter Schweitzer, had this to say, just one final clip from the weekend that I thought is very, very important on this issue. What else are they not investigating? Check this out. Bill Barr, did Bill Barr ever contact you or send out one of his uh, people to interview you about your really incredible charges about the Biden family in your book? Well, Mark, we did have contact. The FBI contacted us, people from the uh, public corruption section. Uh, and by the way, these are very, very good FBI agents. But uh, as was now becoming clear, uh, that investigation was stifled at senior levels. So there was interest by FBI in looking into these allegations, but it was stifled. And, and we need to remember, Mark, look, we've had these courageous IRS whistleblowers that talk about how they were stifled. Uh, they were muzzled. They were prevented from looking into uh, the tax evasion charges. Um, we've got to assume the same thing happened on every other aspect of investigating the Bidens, whether it's FARA violations, public corruption. Yeah. If we assume that happened, the Department of Justice was run by Republicans. Christopher Wray has been director of the FBI since 2017. Bill Barr has been, was attorney general since early 2019. So what the hell happened? Uh, it was halted. It was stopped. That's the problem. Yeah, that's right. It was halted. It was stopped. What is the nature of Florida? Well, the nature of Florida is a fighter. The nature of Florida is uh, very young and vigorous. And one of the greatest fighters that has emerged out of our state in recent memory is a man named Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds gave the best interview of the weekend on Mark Levin's show saying effectively that Hunter Biden is the key to Joe Biden, Joe Biden's crimes, and that Joe Biden was abusing his son. Now, this is an interesting point that I want to make and that I think is remarkably important. It is not Hunter Biden abusing his father's position. False. Do you have kids? Are you a dad? Are you a parent? What if your kid was a junkie? What if you knew your kid and Hunter Biden since 1988? has been arrested for controlled substances. 1988 was his first arrest in New Jersey. What if your kid was a junkie, messed up, degenerate? Would you put them in front of fire hoses of unaccountable money from China and Russia and Ukraine? Human trafficking, d drug corridors all around the globe? Would you do that? No. Joe Biden is an evil man. Joe Biden manipulated Hunter the other way around. It's the other way around. Joe Biden wanted some of that sweet Clinton cash. That's why Peter Schweitzer was talking about that. Joe Biden knew damn well that he couldn't do it in his official capacity. And he knew that he was too high profile to pull off these deals. He needed a bag man. He needed someone with the last name Hunter. His other son had died in a tragedy. I'm not saying it wasn't. He didn't die in Iraq, as Joe Biden likes to always claim. But nonetheless, Joe Biden has been using his sons for his own political gain his entire career. I think he was being sworn in to his Senate term with his kids in hospital beds. Joe Biden demanded to be sworn in with his sons while they were in hospital beds after his wife had died and his daughter had died in a car accident. And Joe Biden went into their hospital rooms to get a photo op to be sworn in because he's a scumbag. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This guy's a sick bastard. This guy has been using his sons. Who the hell takes their drug addicted, uh, porn addicted, because Hunter Biden literally up uploaded his own pornography, made his own porn, human trafficking addicted kid, who takes a, their kid and doesn't, what good moral person doesn't shove that child directly into a rehab house? and say, you get clean, you find Christ, you find God. Instead, they shove him directly in front of corrupt Chinese businessmen, Ukrainian businessmen, and oligarchs who are going to inflow millions of dollars of unaccountable cash into him. This sick disease, this sick man, there it is. There's the photo. Joe Biden using his kids in hospital beds as a photo op to get sworn in, brought a little press podium so that everyone could see. And this photo has been used in every campaign for the last 50 years. What a sick bastard, this guy. What a, what a sick degenerate. I ain't saying that Hunter Biden is some type of sod case. I'm saying Hunter Biden was being used by his dad in order to take the heat, in order to be the bag man. The prosecution of Hunter Biden is the prosecution of Joe Biden. Hunter Biden was the stand-in. What kind of parent would do that to their kid? The scriptures say, what kind of kid, what, what kind of parent, when a kid is hungry, hands him a snake instead of some bread? Instead of a sandwich, you hand your kid a viper. That is what Joe Biden did to Hunter. Joe Biden is the evil behind all this. And if you need any final confirmation of that, just go ahead and ask him how many grandkids he's got. How many grandkids you got, Joe? You hang a stocking for the dog at the White House for Christmas, but you can't hang anything for your grandkids. Ladies and gentlemen, I started off this rant about Byron Donalds and what a great representation of Florida he is. And indeed, he carried on just beautifully this weekend. Check out your boy, Byron Donalds. Hunter Biden was the facilitator for Jim Biden and Joe Biden. He was the one that was pulling all this money in. Everybody in the Biden family is either getting direct payments or their living expenses and their luxuriation is being covered by Hunter Biden or by one of these companies. And then the last piece of this is, is that the FBI knew about this. They, they were getting information from their confidential human source. IRS, the International uh, Tax Fraud Department, where Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler work, they were investigating this. And somewhere in Maine Justice, they were slow walking these investigations, stonewalling these investigations, letting the statute of limitations run out on these investigations. And in my, in my mind, that is clearly obstruction of justice from the Department of Justice. Obstruction of justice from the Department of Justice. Do we even have a Department of Justice? Again, it's Orwell level stuff, man. Remember, it's like the what are the departments in 1984? The Department of Love, right? The Ministry of Love, the Ministry of Truth. 
is the Ministry of Anti-Truth. The Department of Justice, the Ministry of Anti-Justice, right? George Orwell, a prophet in his time. I wish I didn't have to be a prophet in my time, but I tell you, and I often do every single show, that the uh, U.S. economy is facing collapse. The value of the dollar is facing collapse, and our bond market is going to tank, and that is going to bring down the entire global economy right now. Why do you think they're creating a new currency that is backed by gold? The way that the American dollar used to be backed by gold um, in the 1970s, not even too long ago. That's real value. Real value in precious metals through my friends at Allegiance Gold, ladies and gentlemen. You can get real value for your dollars still today, and you should deeply consider diversifying. Gold is the only asset that has held value throughout all times against all fiat currency, which is exactly what we have, which is why Joe Biden can print as much of it as he wants. He melts down the printing presses at the Federal Reserve. It's not good, and it's not going to end well. Ladies and gentlemen, Allegiance Gold can protect you. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Don't let the Fed play Monopoly with your money or the Biden family themselves or their emissaries or advocates. These people don't respect you. They don't respect our currency. They don't respect our country. They don't respect your hard work. They are corrupt. And there is one man who has been really fighting that corruption, has been doing so quite publicly. A man who served uh, his country honorably as the U.S. Department of Justice Double Assistant Attorney General. He's a person who I've been wanting to have on the show for a very long time. He's absolutely based on Twitter and gives such clairvoyant and clear-eyed analysis of what's going on today. His name is Jeff Clark, and it's an honor to have him on the pro program. Mr. Clark, thank you so much for being on the program. Deeply appreciate your time and your insight here as it pertains to the protection racket around Joe Biden. We've seen this many, many times over that even asking questions about Joe Biden could land somebody in prison, as it did land an impeachment on Donald Trump's desk simply for asking. And Nancy Pelosi confirmed that this weekend. I'm not sure if you saw the clip. We started off the show with it. Nancy Pelosi saying, oh, as soon as Donald Trump asked a question about Joe Biden, we had to impeach him. What do you make of it? <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for having me on, Benny. I've been an admirer for a while, and in particular, uh, kudos for your work in uh, helping people in East Palestine. Uh, you know, it was great to see that, and it's kind of the you know human heart, uh, you know, that I think helps uh, you know any any program, any any commentator, and you know, two people have ignored that situation. So I was glad to see you cover it and actually you know put your money where your mouth was. So, yeah, I mean, look, the the entire hypocrisy of what happened uh, with the first uh, impeachment of President Trump about Ukraine, right, where he just wants to figure out what kind of uh, potential corruption there might be with the Bidens in that country. And it's a fair question to ask, particularly after that, uh, you know, uh, foreign relations gathering where, you know, Joe Biden tells this story of, you know, hey, there's a prosecutor uh, looking into uh, 
uh, you know, Burisma and the like. And, you know, I told them like, you know, they have until X period of time looking at my watch. And if, uh, you know, that prosecutor Shokin's not fired, then, uh, you know, then, then you're not going to get the grant money from the United States government, which is exactly what they said Trump was trying to do to improperly withhold monies. It, they always try to switch around on Republicans, what they're actually doing, and especially on to President Trump. And then, you know, Biden has this famous catch line where at the end to, to many guffaws from the audience, he says, and son of a bitch, they fired that prosecutor, right? So this is naked, uh, you know, uh, influence uh, peddling, right? And, you know, uh, I think an abuse of power back during the Obama administration when Joe Biden was vice president, he brags about it. And all that President Trump wants to do is look into it. And that turns into a massive impeachment inquiry. He's got these characters like Norm Eisen from the Brookings Institute who, you know, go on, uh, you know, to lend themselves to Congress so they can, you know, run an impeachment charge, you know, out of uh, the Intelligence Committee rather than out of the Judiciary Committee as is standard. I mean, they break every conceivable rule to try to get Trump. Luckily, you know, and I think as a matter of a good defense that President Trump and his lawyers put on, they, they defeated it. But, you know, they're just... They, they have weaponized the government. I know it's a phrase that gets used a lot. We use it a lot at the Center for Renewing America, but it's true. You know, they, they weaponized the government to go after President Trump, uh, you know, to try to besmirch him with that uh, first impeachment. They weren't satisfied. They obviously went on to a second impeachment. But it, it doesn't seem as if President Trump has any dealings really with, with Ukraine. But the Bidens, you know, uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and then all these hangers on various Bidens in the beyond the nuclear family, right? They're the ones who are involved in Ukrainian matters. And now we have a war there. I mean, it's, you can't write this. It's, it's not even like a, a plausible Hollywood script, but it seems to be our reality in 2023. You worked at the Department of Justice. Perhaps you can like explain to us what's going on there and how, how this, how this process is playing out, because it seems to be in slow motion the most corrupt political process that has ever happened in my lifetime under the guise of justice. Well, I, you know, Benny, look, there are, there are a lot of problems there. Let me just give you an overview by saying that, uh, you know, there, there are obviously mostly career officials at the Justice Department, right? The political leadership is a very thin sliver at the top. Uh, and in this administration, that group of people is very far to the left. And I'm thinking in particular of uh, Vanita Gupta, the associate attorney general, that's the number three spot, and Kristen Clark, the head of the Civil Rights Division, which is where uh, voting matters land. I mean, these, these two folks are really on the extremes, even of the Democrat Party, and yet they're holding mainstream jobs inside the Justice Department. And, you know, the Civil Rights Division has always been a hotbed of uh, activist types, um, and indeed this Eric organization for, uh, you know, voting, uh, was set up by a, a guy who in the Bush administration was in the civil rights division and he was, uh, literally calling up, uh, the defendant in a case the U S justice department brought to give them suggestions about how they could beat, uh, that case, which is obviously side switching. I mean, that's that this is the kind of thing we're talking about from some of the career people inside the justice department. This has been a problem for a long time. And it's one of the reasons why president Trump is calling for uh, schedule F to get finalized and go into effect. If he returns to office, because the lawyers at the justice department who write briefs, right. And regularly appear in the federal courts, they're taking significant policy positions for the administration and for the United States or for particular 
agencies, right? They're not just, you know, briefs don't just kind of pop out of a machine like a widget. You know, it takes a lot of discretion, a lot of analysis, a lot of thought about like, where am I going to take this brief? Do I make this argument, that argument? And because of that discretion, it's really not appropriate to imagine that they're the equivalent of, uh, you know, a clerk at the administration office who's processing your papers. I mean, this, this is someone who has a lot of discretionary power, and that's really what Schedule F would be for. It would be to help remove those officials who resist and who try to move uh, the Justice Department in a in a uh, partisan, you know, administrative state kind of uh, direction. And so what I think we're seeing under this, you know, very radicalized leadership at the Justice Department at this point is that those folks, you know, who are the kinds of folks who need to be rooted out because they're not doing a neutral job of enforcing justice, they're run amok. You know, they're able to do what they want. And, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't, you know, good people at the Justice Department, good people at the FBI. We see them emerging through the whistleblowers, right? We see them emerging through a process of trying to raise these uh, potential corruption issues with Hunter Biden and get them addressed. And then, you know, magically things go into the circular file or they get shunted off to some particular U.S. attorney like uh, Weiss in Delaware, where, you know, magically a lid is put on them. And then at most, when the political pressure builds, you know, there's some kind of sweetheart deal that emerges as a plea agreement for Hunter Biden. Yeah, which is something we've covered on the show again and again and again that nobody gets these kind of plea agreements. We've had federal prosecutors come on the show and say, this is wild to do a drug charge and a gun charge, especially if you have a long history with drugs. Hunter Biden should be facing presumably the, the rest of his life in prison if he were charged correctly, uh, but he's giving he's being given a pass. And this is leading to my next question because you've worked at the Department of Justice. You've worked in a very high official capacity at the Department of Justice. Why didn't these charges happen under Donald Trump? Well. That's a very good question, Benny. And I think uh, that you and others should press for it to come from uh, Bill Barr, who was the attorney general for most of the relevant period, not all of the relevant period. You know, uh, some of these revelations were coming in during the time when uh, Jeff Sessions was the attorney general as well. Yeah. And it's clear that Barr has admitted he knew about these things, right? And he made certain processing decisions, right? He had the U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh looking at some of this, and then he sent it off to uh, the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Uh, but I'm not really sure that Sessions even saw these things, right? Yeah, there's you're referring to the tweet where I laid this out. Yeah. Um, and so who was it at the Justice Department who, who either made a decision to give this to Jeff Sessions, in which case, well, what did he decide? Uh, that hasn't come out yet. Or alternatively, who, uh, you know, if they were keeping him in the dark, who were those officials? Why were they keeping him in the dark? Uh, why did it, you know, why did uh, Barr get uh, possession of this information? And then why did he send it into like a, you know, a, a, a circle the drain kind of process where nothing really happened, um, you know, until this sweetheart plea deal years later? Because you're starting to see the real muscle that the DOJ can muster when it feels incentivized politically to go after uh, their political enemies, right? And I'm not saying that that should be the norm. I'm simply no. saying that if you commit crimes, regardless of what the letter is behind your name, if you commit crimes, you should suffer the consequences of those crimes. Hunter Biden empirically and demonstrably committed crimes time and time again, often on video filming himself committing these crimes and yet never got hit by the Department of Justice, which is supposed to do these kind of things, regardless of who's president, and never got hit in the four years 
and I'm wondering, am I, was this just was just just you guys playing? What what do you uh, what do you assume? Is this someone playing nice? Is this someone playing dumb? Or is this somebody as is this Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions being part of a uniparty apparatus that just won't go after its own? So I think for Jeff Sessions, I suspect it's really that he was kept in the dark, at least to some extent. Uh, but for Barr, I mean, he's admitted that he was involved in this. I think he's the one who has to answer for the decisions of how these cases were handled. And look, you know, if I were back at the department and any of these issues were still live, right, what I, I don't, I don't want to make pronouncements about someone is definitely guilty or definitely, uh, you know, should be exonerated or somewhere in between. I would want to look at all the facts. And obviously the Justice Department, the FBI, they have facts that have not been uncovered yet, right? I'd also probably want to meet with the legal team for anyone like Hunter Biden and see what they had to say, you know, for, for Hunter Biden and the Biden family, et cetera, right? I would want to keep an open mind on that. But what I would say is that based on what's come out, right, it's very head scratching. And why would you decide to send uh, you know, a matter about the entire uh, Biden family, which are uber powerful in Delaware, right? This is their political base to the Delaware U.S. attorney, right? U.S. attorneys are often, you know, political creatures, right? They have their eyes on, you know, maybe becoming the state AG or running for governor at some point, right? Um, you know, is, is, is uh, bringing down a major corruption case on the, on the Bidens. That's not the path to, you know, future, uh, you know, career, uh, you know, Nirvana. Um, if you're the U.S. attorney, right, you 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 have all uh, a whole department at your disposal, right? And especially if there are you know specialized issues like tax, et cetera, right? You have a whole component. One of the seven litigating divisions is the tax division, right? You can have them look at this in in D.C. and they're not so tied to the Bidens. And we see some of the whistleblowers, right? Obviously coming out of the investigators for that process who aren't at the FBI, but they're at uh, the Treasury Department at the IRS. So, you know, it's just, it's a very, like I said, it's a head scratcher of why Barr would send this to the, the place that would seem most disposed to try to help the Bidens and not provide equal justice under the law, Benny. Yeah. Did Obama know? Did Obama know this about Joe? I mean, it's hard for me to, know, to imagine that Obama uh, you know, it doesn't have uh, near omniscience on all these kinds of topics, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll refer you to uh, the uh, the revelation in the Durham report that in August of 2016, there was an Oval Office meeting with Obama and with uh, Attorney General Lynch, uh, with Brennan, uh, you know, and and they're all meeting together and they're all talking about the fact that it's come to light that they know that Hillary Clinton is going to try to uh, scare up a scandal against Donald Trump by saying that he's in bed with the Russians, right? So this is the origin of the Russia collusion hoax. And, you know, it's it, we now know that, that uh, Obama was directly informed about that while he was sitting in the Oval Office. So uh, it's hard for me to imagine that, uh, you know, Obama could really claim that he was entirely ignorant of the Biden family's operations in Ukraine. He was the one who put Biden in charge of the Ukraine issues, right? He made him the point yes. person. It does seem like if you were to actually get a scalp here, you would bring down such a large leviathan because this seems to be the endemic corruption that grips all of Washington. It's just the Bidens were lower IQ than most and wouldn't 
didn't have the sophistication of like, let's say, a Clinton Global Initiative. This would be my final question. How do you get rid of this? Because putting uh, slapping Hunter Biden on the wrist like isn't obviously the way. Um, what should be the penalty for the FBI, for Merrick Garland? Are you in agreement that Republicans should impeach Biden? Do you, what should be the strategy going forward uh, based on the landscape that you see in Washington right now? Well, uh, you know, Benny, let me start with uh, the impeachment thing. I, I, I think that the attorney general should be called before the House and he should have to testify about what level of authority he gave to uh, Weiss in Delaware, right? So he's purported to have said that uh, he had full authority to get anything done, even if it was under the jurisdiction of another U.S. attorney's office. Uh, but the whistleblowers say that, you know, there was a U.S. attorney's office in California and a U.S. attorney's office in D.C., and they didn't provide Weiss the authority. And so Weiss was telling, you know, them or the bosses of the whistleblowers, sorry, our, you know, my hands are tied. I can't, I can't proceed here. So there, someone somehow in there, there's, there's someone contradicting somebody, right? And I think the House needs to get to the bottom of it. I saw recently that uh, Comer from Kentucky was saying he does not favor using a special counsel mechanism. And I actually agree with that because I think the, the special counsel regulations are unconstitutional. And also you can use it as a place where investigations go to die, witness uh, you know what, what happened with Durham, uh, witness the fact that we've heard zero from the Robert Hur investigation of the of the Biden documents issue, even though it seems entirely, uh, you know, parallel, and I, I would argue worse in multiple respects because it goes back to when Biden was a senator, and senators don't have the power to declassify documents that they're looking at, as contrasted with President Trump. So you have, uh, you know, a, a, a situation in which. Um, you know, these special counsels are touted as being panaceas, but I don't really think they are. I think the better, uh, you know, mechanism is what the House is using currently. They're using judiciary, they're using the weaponization subcommittee, and they're using uh, the House Oversight Committee that James Comer runs to, to get to the bottom of this. And I think it's having an impact, right? I, I, I think that, uh, you know, we're, we, we haven't seen approval of the uh, of the sweetheart deal yet for uh, for Hunter Biden. Um, and I think, look, I think this is likely to remain a hot issue through the presidential election. And, you know, there are a lot of structural reforms that need to be, take place both at the FBI and at uh, DOJ. And I think that uh, President Trump or, you know, if, if it turns out that President Trump is, is not elected, uh, even though I'm personally in his camp, uh, if it's another Republican, you know, I think those Republicans need to do the same kind of structural overhaul of those parts of the federal government that that uh, is really needed here to end this this weaponization of government and this political bias and violation of equal protection of the laws. Yeah, they're weaponizing against you, right? Like the, we have your give, send, go, and I want to encourage everyone uh, to support Jeff, who's one of the few people who have such a pedigree, such an incredible career uh, behind you and perhaps ahead of you, right? Uh, but we'll, you know, these people are coming after you now, effectively for fighting against this. Leviathan. Can you talk people through what's happening? Sure. So uh, in uh, November of uh, 2021, 
uh, there was a letter sent by Senator Durbin acting for himself, not acting for the Senate Judiciary Committee or for the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, Democrats, uh, complaining that uh, based on some anonymous leaks to the New York Times, which he then explored, uh, you know, through hearings and where the uh, the Biden administration, uh, Joe Biden purported to waive the executive privilege of Donald Trump. And let me just pause there for a second. I mean, that's inherently ludicrous, right? If we have one president who can waive the executive privilege of the prior president, we're going to have some kind of crazy ping pong situation where no one's going to give candid legal advice to any administration because it's always going to surface in the next administration, right? And uh, so... Uh, that complaint was then taken up by the D.C. bar. They investigated it confidentially for a while. We had a sealed fight about whether to grant a subpoena, which I was resisting and which, you know, there were various goof ups where they couldn't actually properly even serve the, uh, the subpoena. Uh, ultimately, the D.C. bar uh, uh, prosecutor got impatient with that uh, sealed process. So we filed public charges that opened up uh, the file. Uh, and so, you know, I've been in litigation with them now for, you know, about a year and a half, year and a quarter. Uh, and I removed that case to federal court. And the same day that uh, President Trump was indicted for the Mar-a-Lago document situation, my case was remanded back to the local process. So I've taken an appeal of that to the DC Circuit. I won't bore your uh, viewers with a blow-by-blow -blow of some very complex uh, litigation about that on multiple fronts. Now there's a front in the local process. There's a front in the Article Three federal court process. It continues to grind on, and it's you know it's it's causing uh, you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of of legal expenses you know due to lawfare. And that reminds me, actually, Benny, this is a point I haven't seen anyone make on, on uh, any programs, but if you're a student of the Declaration of Independence, and I urge you to look this up, one, uh, you know, what's old is, is new again. One of the offenses that Jefferson laid out, uh, you know, that the Crown was engaged in was that they were transporting people beyond the seas to try them for pretend offenses, right? Mm -hmm. And that is a, you know, a, a very early 18th century expression of lawfare. That's what hap that, what, that's what's happening. There's a group called the 65 Project. There's another group called LDAD. They're filing complaints against lawyers all over the country just because they happen to be conservatives. And they say that their goal is to make conservative lawyers toxic in their communities, toxic among law firms, so that basically they'll never provide uh, assistance to, you know, as they say, right-wing candidates or right-wing, uh, you know, uh, office holders ever again. It's a, an attempt to bias the legal system and to destroy our adversary system because it depends on each side having uh, adequate quality representation. So that's what I'm facing. I'm facing this, you know, uh, current lawfare or what uh, the, the framers called pretend offenses. If you want someone who is who is competent and adequate and somebody who will give absolutely rock solid advice on what is going on right now you must follow jeff clark on twitter.com otherwise known as x.com lord knows when that will go into place but i'll call it twitter for right now alx is screaming at me in my ear it's x it's x but here we are <laughs> 57,000 people can't be wrong. Go follow Jeff Clark, support his work, support his organization, uh, and make sure that we have good people on our side fighting. Jeff, Godspeed and thank you. Thank you, Benny.
it, it's amazing to have a show with an incredible audience like this. I love you. I care about you. I want to bring you people that are way smarter than me, right? The best that we can do is like try and be entertaining about the subject matter and then to bring on the actual experts. Jeff Clark worked inside of the Department of Justice. He's the right guy to talk about this time right now. And so I can ask him the questions uh, and I don't care if I look dumb. Uh, I can ask him the questions that hopefully you are interested in. Joe Biden uh, was asked a very tough question this week by CNN and by the corporate press. Why the hell are you so unpopular? Look at this. In something titled, Why is Joe Biden so unpopular? Andrew Romano writes that at this point in his term, Joe Biden is the second most unpopular president in modern U.S. history. Jimmy Carter was the first. Romano cites polling data from 538, where Biden's approval rating 910 days into his term stood at just 39 percent. Um, okay. Well, so you have the most unpopular president, Mr. 81 million votes, and you have the most unpopular president in the history of America since they've been doing these polls since Jimmy Carter. So what does Nancy Pelosi think about that? I don't know. That's exactly her response. She goes, I don't know. Why is Joe Biden so unpopular? I don't know. Somebody find the hammer. Look. A Quinnipiac poll this week found nearly six in 10 Americans still disapprove of his handling of the economy. Why is that? And what does he have to do to turn that around? Well, a lot of it's about messaging, of course. Uh, I'm so proud of this president. In the two years that we were in the majority working with him, he broke all records uh, on the level with a Lyndon Johnson or uh, a um, Franklin Roosevelt in terms of the caliber of legislation that he passed into for the good of the people, lowering prescription drugs, uh, again, cutting in half, as you indicate, cutting in half unemployment. So why isn't the American almost like 14 million jobs? It, it has to be messaged. It, it is a, a legitimate question. I ask myself all the time, too. I ask myself all the time. Can somebody get me some applesauce? And can you please throw it to me in, with a hammer? That is how Paul and I like to eat our applesauce. Who are these people? These like open degenerates. Who, who put these people in charge? Why isn't there a rule? Sorry if you're, if you're of a certain age watching this program. There should be a rule for how old you can be while still being in office. There's rules for how young you can be. So why do we have a gerontocracy, which is the name for what is currently happening in America? Klaus Schwab is 85. George Soros is 93. Joe Biden is 81. Nancy Pelosi is 83. Chuck Schumer is 78. Mitch McConnell is 82. We have a gerontocracy, the rule of the old. And if you're old enough to have, you know, rem remembered the stock market crash of 1920, then, well, you're old enough to remember what's about to happen to our markets. You get the hell out. Gerontocracy, rule of the old. Why do you have the war in Ukraine? Young men who don't know each other dying for old men who do. That's why you have enough bitterness and enough calcification and enough uh, uh, scumbaggery persistent through decades in office to become corrupted.
absolute power corrupts absolutely. Obama strategists are warning that a third party may destroy Joe Biden. Alarm bells right now. A previous senior advisor to President Barack Obama is warning Democrats that a potential third party to uh, a potential threat to President Biden's election campaign from a third party candidate like Cornell West, Green Party candidates. David Axelrod, who served as a stock advisor for Obama, for two years in the White House before becoming senior strategist to Obama's 2012 re-election campaign, is questioning why alarm bells are not going off as Democrats are mounting concern over various third-party candidates, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's polling at like 25% against an incumbent. That's, there was no one polling at 25% against Donald Trump in 2020. This is a real problem for Democrats. We'll be following it very, very closely. Ladies and gentlemen, we always try and give you uplifting news on this program. There is often times where we should say, where we, you know, smack around Joe and we talk about the uh, issues of the country and some shows are dark and you're like screaming at the top of your lungs with guys who work at the DOJ. Why the hell didn't anyone put Biden in prison when we had all the power? We had all the power. Yo, we had control of the House, the Senate, the executive. We had unified control of the government. We even had a Supreme Court that would generally rule in favor of Republicans. And we didn't put Biden in prison when he belonged in prison, not because of the politics, but because of the crimes. Sometimes it becomes overwhelming. But then you see moments like this, moments where you realize that we're actually winning. There are things, there are some very, very good things that are happening in this country. Roe v. Wade is no longer the law of the land. Affirmative action is no longer the law of the land. Religious liberty has been upheld. And we're winning on cancel culture. You cannot cancel us. We are building our own culture outside of the vortex of your control. And Jason Aldean proves that beautifully. Jason Aldean has been removed from country music television because it is a diseased apparatchik controlled by the left. Like most of the entertainment and country music industry, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Aldean had a response to those who wish to cancel him. And we thought it was beautiful. Watch. I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all this bullshit started happening to us. I love my country. I love my family. And I will do anything to protect that. I can tell you that right now. Say, Joe Biden, try that in a small town, dude. See what happens. Joe Biden, go to any small town. We actually, maybe tomorrow we'll get you a uh, segment of Joe Biden in a small town. Joe Biden does go to small towns and the entire towns turn on him. The roads are lined with people chanting, let's go, Brandon. The roads are lined with people chanting FJB. This is why Joe Biden would never dare go to a sporting event. Remember Donald Trump at the national championship walking in, the crowd roars, undefeated Donald Trump at the Daytona 500 doing a lap with the beast, Air Force One flying across, buzzing the stadium. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Give me that energy one more time into my veins, Hunter style. Ladies and gentlemen, we're living clean on this show. We're living clean. And we want to deliver to you, not black pills. We don't want you depressed. We want to make you happy warriors, white pills and red pills from this show, baby. Uplifting. You cannot defeat an army of happy warriors. You can't. That's why we structure our lives correctly, God, family, country, and it's why we always end with a Bible verse, the verse of the day from Psalms. 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. What does that say? A light to my path. Why would you need, why would you need a light on your path? Well, it's dark outside. The, 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 the writing here from David, the writing here is about the darkness of the world. The writing is about the darkness of the world and about the pain that is currently going on in the world. You need a light. You need to be able to see. You need to be able to see where you're going. We need light. And that is why we remember on this show where our light comes from. Who's guiding our path? It's not these people. They think they're in charge. They're not in charge. They think they're in control. They're not in control. God's in control. God is the light unto our path. God is the light unto our path, ladies and gentlemen. God bless all of you. Have a wonderful uh, rest of your Monday. I'll see you tomorrow.